Welcome in to Family Devotions with Religionless Christianity. We're so grateful that you're here. We're happy that you're joining us as we continue our walk through the book of Genesis, today discussing Genesis chapter 9. Genesis 9 sees God instruct Noah to once again be fruitful and multiply. God has destroyed mankind due to their abundant wickedness, yet he was not done with us, so he instructs Noah and his children to begin to have children of their own. But more so, God blesses them to have children. We also see God reestablish the created order with man at the top in Genesis chapter 9 verse 2. Man was originally created to subdue the earth, and here God is reestablishing that command. We also see God warning man against future violence, especially against our fellow man in Genesis chapter 9 verse 6. So from verses 1 through 7, God is speaking to Noah and his sons about what they must do or not do um, now that God is setting about to refill the earth. Verse 8 through 17, we see what God is going to do in this rebuilding of creation. He is establishing a covenant and setting the rainbow in the sky as a sign for us certainly, but mostly for himself. And then as we move through the chapter, we see Noah and his sons moving outside of the ark. And sadly, we see man's sinfulness right back on display. And this is what I want to focus on in this devotion today. The sin of Ham. The situation is that Noah gets drunk and falls asleep undressed in his tent. His son Ham sees him undressed and decides he wants to share this undignified situation regarding his father with his two brothers. So he heads back out of the tent and tells his brothers what he had just seen. The brothers, Shem and Japheth, however, refuse to go along with the sin and instead cover their father. The result of this is a curse put on Ham by Noah. The curse being that Canaan, another name for Ham, as Ham is the father of the Canaanites, will be a servant to his brothers Shem and Japheth. The chapter then ends with the death of Noah at 950 years old. Ham was cursed because of the sin that he committed against his father that day, but what was the sin? According to John Wesley, and I agree with Wesley, the sin was not that he saw his father undressed. Ham most likely did not know that his father was undressed in his tent. The sin was that after he became aware of it, he wanted to have his brothers partake of the shameful and sinful display as well. Ham wanted to share the sin with his brothers. And this is a warning for us today. We all too often are Ham, or sadly Noah for that matter, when we should be Shem or Japheth. How often do we seek to wrap others in our sinful acts? When we give into an immoral relationship, we're doing what Ham did. When we gossip with others, we're dragging them into our sins, and the list is long and the ways are varied in which we set about to engage others in sin so that we don't have to sin alone. And so often, the sin is in the sharing. You know, life happens and we often experience things or see things that we can't control. Maybe you're treated harshly by a friend or a coworker or boss. That's not in your control. But going to other friends or family to gossip about the person who treated you harshly, that is in your control. And that is where the sin gets exposed. 
You know, the second greatest commandment, as Christ explained it in Matthew chapter 22, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Dragging your neighbor into sin is not loving, so resist the sharing. Take Paul's instruction to heart and take your thoughts captive to make them obedient to Christ. And what I want to focus on here is this section, um, in this section, is what God did for us after the flood. And it's amazing that God would do anything for us, and yet he so often does. Look at verse 9 again. God says to Noah and his sons, As for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you. Then down in verse 12, God says, This is the sign of the covenant which I am giving um, to be between me and you. So God has no reason to be kind to us, no reason to set his affections on us, yet he does. God chooses to do good to us and be good to us for himself, not because we deserve it. We just saw in chapter 8 that God knows that even after the flood, because of Adam's sin, the intentions of every person's heart will be evil from their youth. God chooses to establish a covenant with us. It was God's choice. The sign of the rainbow that God gives as the covenant sign between him and mankind is not for our benefit. It is there in the sky so we can see it and remember, but it is put there specifically so God can see it and remember. Look at Genesis chapter 9, verse 15. It says, And I will remember my covenant. Why would God do this for a wicked and sinful people? Because God has chosen to set his love on us. We did not earn God's love, and we can't earn God's love. Yet we can accept God's love that he freely gives. Romans 5, 8 says, that God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you have not accepted God's love through the forgiveness of your sins today, I hope that you would. It's free and requires nothing more than your faith. If you have already accepted it, maybe take an extra minute or two on this Lord's Day to lift up a prayer of thanksgiving for God's goodness towards you. Absolutely. And I'll end today praying from our Scottish Psalter of 1595 from Psalm 61. Almighty God, the help and defense of all them that fear thee, grant that we may securely live under the safeguard and protection of thy well-beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Grant also that his kingdom, by thy great power, may prosper and be advanced daily more and more, and that we, being settled upon thy promises, may render unto thee the sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving, both now and evermore. Amen.